I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. We are every woman it's all in me and (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) do it again we okay And we're live. Hey, sister. We're live. Cool. Hey, what's up? Hey, girl. Should we introduce ourselves? Yes. Hello, listener. Hello, listener. Hello, listener. (laughs) Um, My name is Amanda. And I'm Amber. And we are sisters. Yes, born and raised. This is Fangirl Central, the podcast. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be delving into what you were obsessed with. What did you fangirl over? Mm. And how did it psychologically affect you? Mm. And how present tense is it still affecting Really, you? because being a fangirl is mm-hmm. central to our identities. You see what As we sisters. Did? And we're going to get into that a little bit soon but we just really need to emphasize the fact that being a fangirl is so central to our identities that it's like it's not like just something that we grew up with it's like what we are doing now and continuing it is you cannot separate fangirl from amber and you cannot separate amber from fangirl same with amanda you cannot separate the two they are our identity. We do want to make a disclaimer that fangirl, where when we say the word fangirl, we're saying it like it's gender neutral. Completely gender neutral. Because like, I feel like in historically, in historically, it's been used as a derogatory term against, you know, feminine people like yes. femmes. And it, it just, just to brush us off as dainty and stupid yes ridiculous crazy um um hysterical <clears throat> hysterical hysteria mania like the same thing that led people to lobotomies in like, the 1900s no like literally like yes it is a form of mania but it's like a really cathartic form mm-hmm. and we might be getting off track a little i just want to say that it is gender neutral when i say it we're using it because we are centering specifically black femme queer passion yes fangirl central is a safe space for all of the chaos all of the chaos 
from your teen years, your 20s, however, whenever, is centered here and you can feel heard, feel seen. That's what we want to do here. That's right, like, to do. It's, it's, it's really just central to what we do. And so we're going to be saying fangirl and central a lot. Um, but that we just wanted to start off by saying that. Um, so <laughs> This is so fun. I can't believe we're doing a podcast. I know, like, I feel so strange. I feel like I've been talking... <laughs> Like somebody in the, like a voice in the elevator, and I'm like, I like what? I feel like we're we're like on a radio show. We're not. We're literally in my bedroom. Um, this is yes. not what my bed always looks like, but we it are surrounded so by some of the things that we love. Can we talk about some things? Should we? Yeah, let's we just describe just, some of our props. Let's describe. To start, I know that no one can see this, but we are sitting on top of a treat people with kindness purple blanket with a butterfly in the middle that is a nod to Harry Styles, the singer of Treat People With Kindness, his butterfly tattoo in the middle of his tongue. And it's great that it's purple because that's your favorite color. And it's great that it's purple. But we are also sitting next to the poster for our short film called The Day I Didn't Meet One Direction. And again, Harry has made an appearance in the podcast that's twice. Well, I think we should just, we should start by describing like how Fangirl Central came to be because it did start with the short take it away well if i don't say so myself right and i, I also want to say yeah i don't know i was <laughs> i was gonna let it go <laughs> i want to say that um we are recording this a day after harry styles's 29th birthday and i just want to say oh, that shit. it is really it's insane really Stop. Okay, take and continue. <laughs> it's not that insane. He's only two years older than me. But no, that's not what's insane. When I was t- when I was seventeen, which was ten years ago, um, which is when the short was set, um, I thought that he was so much older than me. Anyway, picture this: you're in 2013, 2013. It is Juneteenth. Okay, we're in Nashville, June Tennessee, 19th. on like the hottest day of the summer ever. I have my life. period. Oh my God, you had your period. It's not a light day. <laughs> We're in Nashville, Tennessee. The Take Me Home tour is tonight at Bridgestone Arena. Tonight. And Five Seconds of Summer is opening up for One Direction. Now, these are just giant Australian teen boys. I think anyone listening to this knows who Five Seconds of Summer is. Right. I, for those in the back. For those you, in the back. If you don't and you're from here from a fandom like... I don't know, Wednesday or the Avatar, Rings. The Last Airbender, <laughs> Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Why is that Lord of the Rings? Because I love Lord of the Rings. Right. Doctor Who, anything about that. Anything that doesn't know what Five Seconds of Summer is, they are they are they were tall Australian they're still, teenagers. They I they're not teenagers though. Okay. <laughs> I just want to emphasize these boys were really they were ext- they are they are extremely beautiful. tall anyway. Louis Tomlinson found Whoa. Five Seconds of Summer and Jump and was scare. like, let's bring them on our tour mm-hmm. in in 2013, because they're he scooter brawn lads. In um, fact, what he scooter brawn them? Oh, he did. Yeah, he found except them on scooter brawn wasn't like a singer. No, but anyway, Louis Louis, Louis Louis took them from the clutches. <laughs> We're really getting off topic here. <laughs> he took them from the clutches of Australia, slapped them onto the Take Me Home tour, and what me and Amber did was we were going to try to track all of the members of One Direction using Twitter update via accounts. Via update accounts. Via update accounts. And you know the ones I'm talking about. I'm talking 1D update. Worldwide 1D. 
I'm talking yeah. 1D boys, British boys, where are they? Everyone, All of it. And, and so there was insiders in Nashville and they were like, oh, they're staying here, they're here. We stayed at the Sheraton Hotel because that's where One Direction had stayed the year prior. On the Up All Night Tour. On the Up All Night Tour. But when we the got there, we found out that Five Seconds of Summer was staying there instead. Those Australian um, teams. And so we were like, let's take our chance. We're, let's stay here and wait for them. And we have no idea who they are. We had only seen their keeks. We didn't know any of their music. I mean, the only things they had out were like... Uh, Try Hard, Heartbreak Girl, that whole EP. That, that Gotta EP. Get Out. Gotta Get Out. Unpredictable. Gotta Get Out. Unpredictable. Um, and so we had never heard their <laughs> music. We were trying to memorize it in the car. But anyway, but they had fun, charming personalities on those keys. They were funny, and they were my age. Like all, all, all of them are my age, except for Ashton, who's also Harry Styles' age. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is just backstory. But but this is where the sh- we find ourselves here at the beginning of this short. Me and Amber played ourselves at. Age. 15 and 17, we wear wigs. We're wearing the same clothes what we were wearing on that day. It's called The Day I Didn't Meet One Direction. We're sweating our asses off trying to find Harry Styles. We're delusional. And we're delirious. We, um, I'm not going to spoil the short because I, I do want you to go and see it. Um, it's on YouTube. We did not meet One Direction, but we did meet somebody else. And if you don't know who it is, then I'm sorry to that man. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to spoil it either, but I want to say that the amount of times that Amanda and I recounted this day to each other annually was a lot. And so the last time we did it was what? 20, sometime it in was the pandemic. 2020. It was, it was 2020. Thanksgiving 2020. We were like, let's just, let's just stop. Let's just stop and write a script and let's just do this and record this for ourselves like a home movie so that we have this in our clutch forever and ever and we can remember all the details. Yeah, we just need to have, we just need to lock this into... It, 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 into frame just, by frame. Like, we literally need to make the, immortalize this. Yeah, like, we kept on recounting the day. Now we can just go watch it. Yeah, so you can, you can go watch it. Um, that was like kind of the beginning. We, when we made that, we were like, because... I'm a writer, director mostly, and Amber was like just getting into acting and stuff. And we were like, which is Richard, such a loose description of what Amber was doing. (laughs) Amber was not getting that much into acting. She took one Zoom acting. You had me so you had me you had me put you on tape a few times. Okay. Um. So I was like, let's play ourselves. And I was like, oh, don't mind if I do. I'll be myself. I'm not much of an actor. I haven't acted in ten years. And so. It, I, it was a shock to me. Also, our mom's in it. She's playing herself. We and went method. As soon as we touched out in Nashville, it was as if we were 15 and 17. It was really <sighs> fun. And it sparked this thing with us. Like when we screened it to all of our friends, people were like, oh shit. Like I'm not a One Direction fan, but I have this with XYZ fandom. Mm-hmm. I have this. Like the, our mothers. It ranged all ages. Like our mom's coworkers, our friends, our friends of friends. Our mom's coworker who, let me tell you this, a French woman mm-hmm. said, I, I waited in line in a car. I camped out in a car for like two weeks to see this French actor at the Cannes Film Festival in the 80s. And she was like, I understand you. I see you. And right. I was like, I thought, literally, I thought everybody was going to think we're like insane. It really just pulled out stories from everybody to just be like, oh, you know what? I, I understand the hysteria. And it was like, just... It was comforting. It was comforting. And I think that like it it sparked, it re-sparked this fangirl energy in me that I hadn't really fostered or like watered or like loved in a while. Like I, I feel like we've been like this our entire lives. Like when I, 
When I saw Raven Simone for the first time, not in the Cosby show. If no. you can't see, if you're listening to this on audio, I'm sort of doing a little bit of a grimace for yeah. mentioning the Cosby show. <laughs> um, but uh, when I saw a teenage Raven Simone. Oh my gosh. And when you say that, I immediately imagine her in purple. Isn't that crazy? That purple outfit with her curly hair. She or is such a goddess. I can't even say she is the moment. And she has always been. She's a queer icon. She is chaos. She is. She was also a fangirl. Like the boys in motion. Boys, we are the boys in motion. I had never seen myself on the TV in such a specific way. And I was like, whatever she's doing, I'm all about it. I have four Avatar The Last Airbender posters in here. Yes. Like, and to talk why? about Avatar The Last Airbender, <laughs> a man and I... A man and I went delirious watching all three <laughs> all three seasons of Avatar Last Airbender in like 2011 when it came it on Netflix. I'm so sorry, pardon me, because also dates are really important. Um, 2010, it was the summer of 2010, and we were watching, we were binging um, Avatar the Last Airbender. And can I say that the, air, the AC... Is our that what you AC, yes, our AC was out every single summer. At, like, we, our skin was peeling from our, our leather every couches. Summer, like we were passing, we were having passed out naps. We were of heat because we watched it when it was on, but we never finished um, it. We never got to Zuko's hair. We never got to Zuko's hair, and that was something that we all had to deal with when when we were. Let me let me go ahead and say that we were twelve and fourteen at this point, and we we grew with that gang. We were twelve, or I was twelve, or I was eight, and I was fourteen, age, yeah. And you were Zuko's, I mean Sokka's, and then we ended up we watched. It like every summer ended up being, you know, sixteen. Zuko's age, and it that was that was the last year we were, we were we were relatable. Well, I mean, I watch <laughs> it and and I still relate to them. No, same. I just mean age wise. It's just like the way that we consume media has never changed. Like it's never been casual. It's just the way that we live and breathe. Like we cannot do anything any other way like I did like a, a viewing party with my friends for High School Musical 3 and I just about passed out I just about passed away when Zac Efron's face was on the screen Zac Efron on the big screen in 2008 in the theater was really insane let's take a moment of silence and that was for Zac Efron was on Zac the big screen, the screen in 2008 in High School Musical 3. I, I, it was like High School Musical, Hannah Montana. And we're going to do an episode where we um, rank all of our fandoms and it's going to be extremely difficult. It's going to be extremely difficult. I don't even know how, how we're going to do it. Fandom is extremely different as like a black person, a girl, and a queer person. And we happen to be all three. We grew up in Memphis, Tennessee at an all-girls school. I went there for 13 years. Amber went there for 15 years. And, like, mm. we were so weird. <laughs> and I don't think I, rem I, I realized how weird we were because I was, like, still trying to fit in and still trying to seem cool. But, like, my version of, like, trying to get the popular girls to think I was cool was, like, Hey, you, do you know the work this out dance? <laughs> we got work, yeah, and nobody's perfect. Work and like the nobody's perfect dance. I don't need boys. I have Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I have Joe Jonas. It was a sense of escapism where, like, that's it. That's exactly how I felt in in middle school. Yes, but just to go back to One Direction, they literally got. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? We haven't had this discussion. Yes, they got a bitch through high school. <laughs> um, they got a bitch through high school. I. I, I 
did not care about any event in high school. Now, I said I didn't care about any social event in high school because I had a plan with myself to get home, get on Tumblr and see what happened. What press? What press did One Direction do today? What paparazzi pictures? It was it was escapism. I'm Amber. not saying this is the, the the healthiest thing in the world, but I'm saying that's what it was. This is the truth. Amber would like any every single paparazzi picture she would download to her phone. Like Say, every, every be, single phone, every single be, picture. It could be one step difference. Like Harry walking out of the Starbucks. One is the left foot in front. Next is the right foot in front. Save, save. And then maybe save another one in between. Save all of them. I had, before my computer crashed, I had 20,000 <laughs> photos on my iPhoto. And I <laughs> can confidently say that only maybe 4,000 were like personal friends and family. And the other 16,000 were One Direction. And if you want to see more of this, just go see watch the One Direction short. That type of escapism mm-hmm. is is what I think is crucial to people who are of marginalized identities. Like, fandom is queer, and it is, like, different and unique, and that's why, like, it, during the summers of, like, all my entire high school years, when I got a Tumblr, I was like, where has this been all my life? Because I was, like, trying to make message boards about High School Musical when I was in fifth grade <laughs> oh my God, that right. none of my friends wanted to be on or, like, going on My like, Life is Twilight. Or, like, Miley's World, the chat rooms. I still have a friend that I met from being a BBC Sherlock fan on Tumblr in 2011. Glee made me realize I was gay, kind of. Yeah. Like, Glee made me be like, the Church of Christ? They're kind of wrong. Right, no, that yes, and that was me and Degrassi. I was like, what do you... Mean talking about the different marginalized groups, the, the intersectionalities that we, the boxes we tick, black woman queer. Phantom has a different way, is different through all three of those lenses. Like, there's a lot of like queer things going on when you look at the like One Direction tags. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, and then you also have like 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 black fangirls like really trying to find themselves in meet and greet photos when you look at those tags. Right. And and then just as a woman, as a child girl, I, I mean, know, that's I, just, you, you're you're feeling something and you don't know where to go, so you just go to a concert and scream it out. We went to Comic Con. We were in. Hall H mm-hmm. for Marvel Studios, and then we drove our little asses onto a One Direction concert. Onto a One Direction concert, the first concert in the in the American leg that they had that Zayn was not there, and it was devastating. Sorry, I don't want to bring down the mood, but it was devastating. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I am a 26-year-old woman and I read fan fiction. Most nights. Yep. Like, and I also spend over $200 to be in the pit for Harry Styles. Yes. And I also sobbed for the first time ever at a concert. I've never, my entire life as a fangirl, never sobbed at a concert until the Jonas Brothers got back together. Oh my gosh. The brothers, oh, we have, first mention of the Jonas Brothers in the podcast. Joe Jonas. I had a cardboard cutout of Joe Jonas. Um, it, it was the same photo shoot that they did for the Jonas um, promo shoot. That's the Disney Channel series, Jonas. Where their last name Ter- isn't Jonas. Terrible it's not. Sorry, they, it's, a, it's a terrible their series. band name is Jonas. They live on the street, Jonas. They live on Jonas Street. Oh, is that what it was? See, I didn't even, I blocked it out. But anyways... <laughs> Joe was everything to me. I thought that we were going to get married. I used to tell everybody, you know, uh, we're nine years apart. When I'm 20 and he's 29, we were going to get married because then we'd be in the same age decade. Well, now I have to, well, now we have to deal with the fact that he's married to somebody my age. Right. And that was, that was a loss for me, but I'm, I am, I'm so happy for them. It's great. I, I really I, am. I'm not being sarcastic. I think that they're really hot couple. Yeah. Um, and they have a baby now. Don't they have two? What? They have two. Who? Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. They have two children. Since when? Since like last year, she was pregnant again. Can I say something? I'm not like a fangirl of um necessarily Spy Kids or Megan Trainer, but <laughs> I want to say I want to comment on their baby's hair. They have the cutest little redheaded baby with glasses. The cutest little baby looks like Chucky from Rugrats. The cutest child in the world. What do you mean you're not a Spy Kids fangirl? I like Isle of Dreams. I love Isle. And I like the first one, actually. I love Isle. But I don't care about the third one. The third one has Elijah Wood in it. He's the guy. I don't care about the third one at all. I also hated that um, yeah, they had Adventures of Sharkboard and Lava Girl, and it seemed like they were marketing that they were the same actors, and I tried to convince my tiny little brain that, that, that they, they were, and not, then I was like, okay, they are not... They did not market that's that not, it was the same actors. We were just babies and we oh. thought it was the same woman. Oh. And we thought it was Alexa Vega. And it's also oh, Robert is that what happened? Rodriguez. So it's the same like vibe. Mm. Tune in for when we Tear rank our fandoms. because It's going to be very difficult. But the thing that we want to say to wrap this up and then we'll head on to the audience segment um, is that we are every woman. We, it's all in... Me and <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> Do it again. We okay. <laughs> we are every woman. It's all in we. Um, 
because we're every type of fangirl we can if if something if somebody loves something if you have reason to love something i will get on board with you i understand like, i i will always understand the hysteria if 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 you say that you have to do something because what literally whatever connection to whatever fandom whatever it could be it could be it could be somebody could say i'm somebody could say i am so obsessed with um <laughs> horses. Well, somebody could say, I'm so I'm a horse girl. with horses. I'm a horse girl. And, and I'd, I'd be, be like, like I, get I get it. it. <laughs> I understand. I, understand. I get it. I understand the love for something, like unabashed love for anything. Mm-hmm. And I understand that like people know that you can get obsessed with anything. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think people respect it. Enough. No, people don't respect it. And I want to say also that with growth, even I have started to respect it more because the fandoms that I am like, I'm not sure... I, I personally don't like it, so I'm not sure what you're seeing. I have grown to just be like, whatever they're seeing, it's connecting with them. Go on. And I respect it. Go on. Fully. Like, I'm like, go off and literally cry about it. So Scream about it. We uh, asked our audience, mm-hmm. which type of fangirl are you? Again, gender neutral. And the choices were concert camper, Fanfic writer slash reader. Twitter stan. Slash Tumblr girly. Which I understand that those are two different things, but there was not enough space on the Instagram poll. Also, you can go ahead and marry those. They are very different things, but we should get into something. We should get into, we should actually have a a, a full discussion about like Twitter stan versus Tumblr girly because. um, I do not identify with the meat. I do not identify with stan. I would like to say that. I don't identify with Stan either. I don't identify with Tumblr. I don't understand. I don't identify with Girly. And the last one, okay. (laughs) The last (laughs) option is Comic-Con Nerd. So these are the things, these are the options. And obviously we are all four of these. We are. And that's why we we even thought of them, honestly. So number one, Twitter Stan slash Tumblr Girly. Which I guess I understand That's because a, it's a little bit. We're on Instagram, but it's also like the least embarrassing if you think about it. Number two, <laughs> embarrassing in air quotes. Yeah, because this Num- is a safe space. Number two is fan fiction writer slash reader. Bold, and then tied for third was concert camper and comic con nerd, and that makes sense. Um, that makes complete sense. And I would like to say that. All of these are valid. You better go to Comic-Con and you better find yourself you some nerd friends. You better go to Comic-Con. And then um, I did ask a follow-up question. It was, what is the wildest thing you ever did when you were a fangirl? And Ooh. I'm going to read some out. Do it, do it, do it. I'm excited because I didn't look at these. Somebody said, literally camped out for Harry tickets just to be an hour late. FML. Oh, baby. That's really sad. That's so depressing. I... I I empathize with you. It's so depressing. I really empathize with you. Because we have t- been there. We we tried to like rush down to Amoeba to get tickets. It was probably <gasps> Amoeba. Please. This is what she's probably talking about. Please. I don't want to even talk about that day. We can't. We can't talk about it. Devastation. Um, somebody said, I've been more than 10 hours on a line. What? Like in line? Yes. Oh, okay. I get it. I understand too. We, I, what's our record at? 24 hours. That was Comic-Con. For Marvel Studios in Hall H at Comic-Con. Before in Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it was, because uh, honestly, I, I hate that movie. Okay, um, yeah, but it is important to mention that Amanda caught 
the the rose that Robert Downey Jr. literally threw directly from his hand. Yeah, and and that was when Chris that Evans was, was dancing too. Ooh, Chris Evans. Um, somebody says Jonas Brothers fanfic girl. That's what she identifies as, mm-hmm. and she said touched Nick's butt at the Kids Choice Awards. Uh oh, that's <laughs> that's we must tread lightly with this one. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Someone says, these two more answers. Someone says, Doctor Who Midnight Premiere in my TARDIS dress. Oh. Go on, girl. I love that I know what a TARDIS is. Every single time someone says it, I know what it is. And I want to watch Doctor Who. It's so it's so much. But if you do, I'll watch it with you. Okay. That, that, was our, that was our friend Danny. Rem- Danica Lyle. Oh, hey, Shout Danny. out, Danny. Remember when I cried the Christmas episode? Which one? Whatever Christmas episode, something happened and I just was started crying. Was it Matt Smith? It was when he was there. Oh. And I, I had no idea what was going on, but something sentimental happened and I started crying. You're like, you've never seen this show. Do you remember that? I barely do. Oh my goodness. There's a lot of crying going on in our house in the 2010s. And then lastly, I think this this is the wildest. It takes the cake. Mm-mm. My friend moved across the street from Rob and Kay Stu's house and we'd watch them. I mean, that's just, a, that's just... Now we need to unpack, now whether your friend moved across the street on purpose in order to watch them, because then that's crossing a boundary. Yes, because I was about to say, toxically, that's just a human right, but no, it isn't. Oh my um, God. <laughs> It was a reflex. I am healing and growing. We are always healing and growing and learning and changing. Um, but no, I mean, I would no, do the same. But honestly, listen, we have stared out the out the window at our neighbors, and if our neighbors happen to be robbing case too, I've actually never called her that. Me neither. Why wouldn't I stare out the window to them too? I feel like case two is a very white thing name. to do. Yes. Um, I just call her Kristen Stewart. Full mm-hmm. respecter, mm-hmm. lover, beautiful. Well, wait, 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 wait. put that back on. Turn, turn on your iPad. Because I want to say one last statement. This, is, this, this podcast is about to be a fun um, blast from the past. And the present. And what could possibly come in the future. We're all going to just, you know, be one big crazy brain cell. <laughs> we love you all for listening to the end. If you did, follow us on fangirl.central at Instagram. We yeah, we we are in the LA area. If you're in the keep LA an eye area, out for our appearances. Sometimes we do little dances. Sometimes we have a musical review called Disney Vortex. It's coming back in April and May at the Elysian Theater. Be on the lookout, Bolo. That was my impression of our mother. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.